0: What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our 90th episode. We're going to hit 100 before you even know it. Follow me on Twitter at It's Intuition. Follow my man, Ben Shim, behind the boards, making the shit sound butter re at IM Database, based with two S's, and follow us as a unit at Kinda Neat. YouTube.com slash kind of neat, where as I'm recording this intro, I'm hoping, I think, that we're going to get an internet performance. We weren't able to do it tonight because one band member had a surgery and another one had work. But I think that after I return home from my trip to Alaska, which I will talk about in a second, that we're going to be able to record a performance video. That being said, YouTube.com slash kind of neat, 40,000 subscribers going strong, Or 41,000 subscribers going strong. About to fucking hit that 50 in no time. Thank you guys so much. Tell a friend. Remind your friend. Tell your friends to tell their friends. Everybody go watch a video, comment, like something. I made some playlists so you can go through and I curated some playlists of, of like, well, curated or whatever i made a playlist of all the lady videos all the ladies that have been on the show and then i made a playlist of all the rappers that have been on the show and then i made a playlist of all the like other subgenres that have been on the show so you guys could just press play on one of those playlists and have yourself a nice little automatic youtube mixtape what else facebook.com slash kind of neat and everything wrapped up in a pretty package at kind of neat dot net not that pretty of a package download the podcast app Search for kind of neat and subscribe, leave a five-star message, a uh, five-star rating and a comment about who you want to see on the show. Shit, man. Today we had the internet on the show. I was excited about this interview because this is somebody that's like, you know, you have your little goals and your wish lists. And so I have a list of artists that of varying degree of difficulty to get to or varying degree of fame levels. You know, some artists, sometimes we are luck out and we get people that are like pretty famous. That'll do the show. And then other times we get people that really aren't that famous who, for some reason I can't talk into doing the show, but this was some happy serendipity. They've been on my wish list for a long time. I've always wanted to interview Sid and then Matt Martians came in too. And I've always actually just wanted to reach out to him separately and interview them, but I knocked them both out at one time. And, uh, this, it's a great interview. I had such a good time talking to these two and I'll tell you, it was a lot of, um, It's hard once you have people that are at a certain level. uh, You know the the chain of command and the emails. It becomes a lot to juggle, and it's a delicate game of trying not to like annoy people and. Anyway, I'm just so glad that it worked out because it got built up in my head of like, I was pretty nervous about it. Couldn't have asked for just like fucking cooler people. And I had such a good time talking to them. Like I said, I'm, well, I'm recording this and when it gets released. It'll be like, I'll have recorded this like almost two weeks ago. But tomorrow, right after I leave the studio, I leave for Alaska at 7am. It's about 10 o'clock at night right now. I hit the airport at seven and fly up to Alaska and I'm going to spend... About eight days up there, which for me is a long time, and, you know, hoping that everything goes smooth with the fam. I'm sure that it will. Uh, I'll be spending a lot of time with my mom and dad and my brother, and I don't know. We're going to go to the fair, and... (laughs) That's pretty much all. That's what I have planned. We're going to go to the fair. Actually, my brother's getting married next summer. So we're like starting to prep the house already because at this time next year, he will already be married. So I'm going up to help like uh, move furniture because we're going to get some flooring replaced while I'm up there and... Just various things, and I plan on doing a lot of cooking for my folks, and I uh, have, actually have a, a, an old friend from L.A. that's going to be up there at the same time, so that'll be cool to show somebody from here uh, what Alaska's all about. And I'm also, my big my big creative plan while I'm there is to photograph my brother and his fiance's like save-the-date cards, so hopefully I can do something kind of funky and cool with that. And uh, yeah, but I'm going to be gone and I'm going to like kind of try to purposefully not work for seven days, which is hard for me because even as lazy as I feel sometimes – I don't even realize that I'm like still doing work even when I'm like on the couch being depressed being lazy I'm still checking my phone and sending emails and doing random shit that I'm like, oh wait, I'm still working Like I never really allow myself to not work So i'm gonna just kind of try to stay off my phone for a week and stay off the internet I'll probably post a bunch of instagram pictures, but that's about it. I won't be doing too much else I have one quick little story that I want to tell of something kind of cute that happened to me (laughs) this weekend on sunday i was just laying around i had worked the night before and i was like you know what i am going to go to a movie because i like to go to the movies by myself and so uh i don't know around three o'clock i got my ass in gear and was like all right i'm gonna go see amy at this movie well first off it was ciclovia i don't know if you guys know what ciclovia is if you're listening in la you do if not it's very regional but it's like uh It's this huge fucking bike ride that goes on where they shut down a bunch of city blocks and like 150,000 people get on their bikes and do like a, I don't know, seven mile bike ride or something. That's like really safe because all the streets are shut off. And, um, it's like a bike parade of sorts. And, one year, the year that I actually found out about Cyclavia, Cyclavia, whatever it's called, my fucking car got towed because they had shut down my block and I didn't realize it, so I was parked on the street and I woke up at 9am and my car was fucking long gone and I'm like, shit, no! So like 350 or $400 later, I was like, I hate Cyclavia. And so anyway, my neighborhood was kind of shut down again on Sunday, so I couldn't go to my normal theater so I had to kind of like, I went and realized that I couldn't make the turn that I, that I wanted to get to get to the theater because the whole down town was blocked off so i turned and went the other way to a fancier theater um it was like uh, this one in in uh westwood where it's like you know you have to like buy your tickets and pick your seat in advance and all that shit so i go to try and see amy because i haven't seen it yet and uh it was already sold out because I, I planned it out. So I would get there like 10 minutes before the movie started, but it was already sold out. And I'm like, what the fuck? Sunday matinee. It's already sold out. That's crazy. So I end up buying tickets for train wreck and even for train wreck, which has been out forever. Now I feel like it's like a month old already. It was still almost sold out. There was like two seats left in the whole thing. So I pick a seat way in the back row. I get in there. And, and since I was going to a movie that I hadn't planned for, I had to wait around for like 40 minutes. So I get in the theater really early, but it turns out that the ladies who were sitting next to me also got there really early, and um, they were these two old ladies in their mid seventies. And um, for a while, we're like the only three people in the theater, and it's just weird that like coincidentally we happen to be have seats assigned seats right next to each other, and. Um, you know, I can hear them chatting back and forth, and they're just like they have these like cute little East Coast accents, and I could tell even from the jump, like right when they sat down, they're like cracking jokes to each other. And I could tell that they were like funny old ladies, and then as the theater starts to get more more packed, there's this girl down in like the the front rowish, um, where there's like not seats in front, but just a bar in front. So she's got like her feet posted up on the bar but her legs are kind of spread and the one lady goes oh look at that girl down there she's got her legs up and spread like she's ready to go to the gynecologist and i start fucking cracking up and the lady next to her starts cracking up and and she like nudges me and goes look at she does she's got her legs spread wide open and i'm just like i don't know you know and so you know we we laugh about that and then they kind of go back to having their own little conversation. I hear them talking about what I could only think was the Daily Show because they're going like, "Oh, what do you think he's gonna do now that the show's over? Do you think he's gonna be on late night? Do you think he's gonna get another TV show?" And I'm going like, and they're going like, "Did you see the Stephen Colbert thing?" And the, and, I, and I said, "You know, I think he's gonna end up just doing movies." And they look over at me and they go, "Well, you know, we already did that one movie." And I said, "Yeah, Rosewater is great. I I loved it. You know, and it was, and I was like and." This, that, and the other, and they're like, uh, I don't know, we get into this whole conversation about The Daily Show and about, do you watch John Oliver? And like, oh, we watch John Oliver every week, and... I just love what he's doing on HBO I wish he would have taken over the daily show and I said you know what Trevor Noah he's going to do great and I and they're like I don't know him and I said uh, you know I've seen his stand up special and he's really funny I've heard him on some other podcasts he had a really interesting upbringing in South Africa they're in the height of apartheid and being of mixed uh, nationality like his views on race and, and American politics very interesting and they're like oh that sounds great and I'm like it's going to be great don't worry so we get to chatting and I'm just like you know not to be rude but like uh it's so interesting to talk to like older people or like older than me who are like so left-swinging liberal and and watch the daily show i'm like i'm like the crazy outcast in my family who watches left-swinging satirical political shows like everyone else watches fucking fox news and like my mom thinks Sarah Palin's pretty tight and they're like oh no oh fox news is terrible and you know we get to talking it turns out that they're like uh 76 year old twins from long island uh who've been out in in california for like you know 40 years or something but they were just funny and we just kept talking and we were talking about how Donald Trump is a piece of shit and GOP debates and all this stuff it was really tight to like talk to old people that like that don't like republicans and that love John Stewart that was dope so then i'm watching train wreck and like every fucking saturday night live cast member that came on the show they recognized and they would like nudge themselves. Like these are like new SNL cast members, like young people. And they would like nudge each other and then laugh and are like, and like, Oh, that's so-and-so to the point where I start, where like when they would show up and I would laugh, she would nudge me and be like, Oh my God, Bill Hader or who like, you're not Bill Hader's like the star, like whoever else would show up. And, um, I don't know. It was just funny. I went to a movie alone and then I felt like I made like two old lady friends. And so after the movie, I was just like, hey, it's so nice to meet you guys. You guys are so adorable. And they're like, oh, you too. And we parted our merry ways. And that was that. But it was just dope. Like I've uh, I already tweeted this. So if you follow me on Twitter, then this is a rehashed story. But I don't know. I went to the movies alone. And then it felt like I didn't end up at the movies alone. And it was a very, like, you know, sweet little human moment. Anyway, that is my story for the week and i'm excited to go home and i'm excited to take some time off and uh yeah man this is my conversation with the internet and like i said i I had a great time with this conversation and i think you guys will too shout out to sid and matt and uh, without further ado here's my conversation with the internet rehearse at your house yeah Is, are you you still in ladera or no
1: i'd never lived in you never ladera. lived in,
0: why did i think you guys are from ladera
1: uh a lot of toddlers to from rap ladera yeah. oh
0: so wait where do you stay at the mid-city you said yeah midtown oh okay your family's from la for for a long time or what?
1: my mom was born and raised in la my dad was born and raised in kingston in jamaica and he moved here when he was like twenty. Get out. Nineteen, twenty.
0: Really? Yeah. Still got thick accent?
1: Um, sometimes. Yeah. When he's Just talking when he's to Jamaicans. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. funny.
0: What about you? Where are you from Matt? Uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. You're from Atlanta? How yeah. long have you been out here? Uh been out
2: here like five years. What brought you out here? Just the music stuff? It was running when the I Future thing started to kinda of pop. Um, I came out here. You know, I was working with I Future for a few years at that time. I mean, at that
0: point, and um, I was gonna say I started to hear your name around that time, like twenty ten
2: ish. Yeah, I mean, I was a, I was a part of the original, like the first I Future tape. You know, yeah. I have songs on there, so I mean, I was just kind of behind the scenes though. So um,
0: you're doing the instrumental project too. Yeah, well, yeah, I used to jet age, so
2: yeah, yeah, it's it's just do, yeah. I used to just do production. It's kind of like you know, you know, why not? You know, yeah. I'm young, might as well try something, and you know, kind of you know, I used every kind of you know foot in the door I you know could to get where we are right now. Right. I guess
0: yeah i go way back with like speak and caleb and those dudes and i remember yeah, those, those, <laughs> those, Speak and caleb are like those, sort of they're, they're
2: gonna be best men in my wedding those that's how close we are so yeah those, those are, are my those are. are my dogs that's,
0: that was the thing i actually have always just kind of wanted to hit you up to do an episode at like oh, separate because i i just know we know so many of the same yeah, people man. and we just never run into each yeah, other yeah
2: man la is crazy dude yeah, like very small the people world. you meet out here do like I don't like being out here five years, like, you know, I got so, so far just meeting people like L.A. is just such a it's cool because <laughs> I guess like it's you can actually like get stuff done and work with people out here. It's weird in Atlanta, you know, and in New York, other cities, it seems to be kind of hard for, you know, to kind of be a consensus that everybody in the city kind of works with each other. But in L.A. it kind of feels like you're going to run into somebody at some point yeah y'all, are y'all gonna eventually do something together at some point it's
0: a big relationship city kind of and there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of scenes that kind of intersect with each other and shit but i mean it seems like you guys both thrive working with a lot of people in general like i don't know i've always looked at you as maybe sort of a figurehead that brought a lot of people together in the future <laughs> camp am i am i mistaken in that assumption or what
1: um i think my studio brought a lot of people together yeah. like that's probably what brought Vince together. Like, yeah. that's what brought Vince around. Um, that's really what brought OF around. Uh, I don't know. I think it was
2: just, a, honestly, I think it was just her house. It was, like, a stable place for yeah. everybody to kind of be at. You know, even without the studio, like, her mom's, like, really welcoming. Like, it was, you know, and a lot of kids, in you know, at the time, 17, 16, going through a lot of angst, you know, going through things with their parents. Mm-hmm. You had a place where you can literally go and, like, you know, I, I feel it now. Now that I'm older, I realize why that place was so special for everybody because you could literally get away and, like, create.
0: Just feel safe.
2: Yeah, it was like a safe haven for, like, a lot of kids. A lot of people were, didn't have money, didn't have anywhere to record because I remember, you know, recording and finding a, a decent place to record was, you know, now everybody has a MacBook, everybody can find a decent mic, but, you know, that is very recent, you know, around 2010, 2009 you know that was crazy you found somebody mm-hmm. with like a cool mic and that could you know make you sound decent so right i just think that's why
0: it was so special are your so parents cool. creatives as well
1: my mom is super creative um she's really artsy in the kind of like if i had an art project at school she would like take it from a t- Two to a ten. Like, like I would, I would do the basic yeah. stuff. This is what we need to do, and she would like, oh, you should put rockets yeah.
0: here. And she's oh, like, oh, what are those scissors? Let me get this exacto yeah. knife out. Exactly. Yeah. She, she's
1: like that, but she's, um, she's like an interior designer. Oh, cool. At, at heart, so. But she's also very much in love with music. Right. Maybe even more than me. And really? then my dad, my dad just has a musical family. His brother is a producer out in Jamaica.
0: What actual industries are they in here?
1: My mom, she has an Etsy store. Oh, okay. Um, She sells vintage uh, clothing on Etsy. Really? Yeah, it's called uh, Ain't Nothing New.
0: Hey, shout out. Shout out. Search for Ain't Nothing New on Etsy. Yeah, Ain't
1: Nothing New on Etsy. That's my mom's store. Fantastic. And and then my dad uh, has an importing-exporting business.
0: Okay. That sounds like he sells drugs. <laughs>
1: like, Something oh, yeah. like that. We yeah.
0: import and export dope. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs>
1: he what? actually imports and exports like toys and like oh, cool. pet beds.
0: Hell yeah. And like. Random shit. Random stuff
1: <laughs> for kids. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: That's dope.
0: <laughs> what, what do your folks do, Matt?
2: Um, my mom's a nurse practitioner and my father is the entrepreneur um, CPA. So Nice. Yeah. You know, just grow up around like kind of just business minded with my father. So
0: Right, right what's growing up in la like for you where'd you go to school like was your school artistic as well was it uh...
1: <laughs> um growing up here was i mean I, it was like you know it was regular for me i didn't know the difference right you like, course, you, know, you so never I know while you're in it you have you never have any idea but um I feel like I you kind of knew everybody from every school, but that's probably just for my space and stuff like that because yeah. that got popular when I was in high school. But I right. went to Hamilton.
0: Oh, you went to Hamilton. Yeah, what? but
1: I started at Palisades.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So Palisades I, is a nice area.
1: Nice area, yeah. yeah. It was a long drive from I my bet. house. I bet. Not too long. Not as long as some people, but it was a long drive. But I didn't fit in very well there. Why not? Um, I felt like, I felt like if you were a black like kid who actually like <clears throat> listened to like urban music and like followed that yeah. whole kind of lifestyle and you didn't play sports yeah you were somewhat outcasted really or at least i was kind of outcast was like, it I joined, a mainly
0: white school palisades
1: um yes but there was a big black population too, okay. still but um, if you weren't
0: an athlete then they weren't fucking with you
1: yeah like like, everybody was friends because they were on teams together. Ah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I wasn't—I was. I joined the basketball team first semester, and then I realized I didn't really want to waste time playing basketball because I knew I didn't want to do that in college. Right. Like, I knew I wasn't that serious about it right. anymore. But I grew up playing basketball for a long time.
0: How did you get into Hamilton? You have to, like, try out there, right, or something? Yeah,
1: it was actually, like, a twist of fate. My, my best friend at the time—shout um, out, Kristen— uh, in San Antonio, I think she's at right now. and uh, That's where I was born. Shout nice. out to Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> nice. My best friend at the time, Kristen, um, she had been going to Hamilton her first ninth grade year. Yeah. And then got transferred to Palisades first semester of 10th grade, and I yeah. was still there and um, she was trying to go back to Hamilton because she was like the star of their soccer team. Oh, wow. And they wanted her back. Um, But her mom just sent her to Palisades to get her grades up. And so I like went to one of the soccer games with her, like was sitting, talking to the assistant principal at Hamilton, like telling him, yo, I play three instruments. I have a 3.8. Like, I really want to go to Hamilton. Like, can you like help me out? Right. He was like, what? Like, you, you play three instruments? and you have a good gpa okay i'll see what i can do um i played just guitar uh i was at that point i just started playing guitar i had taken drum lessons for a couple years and i grew up playing piano nice so yeah, uh, Who, were, were the folks
0: encouraging you and, and pushing you towards instruments or were you just drawn to them?
1: I was just into it. My yeah. mom, like I said, my mom loves, loves music, music and I went to a Montessori school as a kid and so in like elementary school, kindergarten, I was playing piano at school. It was right. like part of my school right. program.
0: And if people are listening, if uh, Hamilton, very regional, but we talk about it a lot on the podcast. We've had a lot of Hamilton uh, <laughs> alumni uh, on the show. Nice. It's like a big creative high school. It's like, yeah. you know, whether you're an actor or a musician or whatever. Definitely.
2: Yeah. To me, you know, I went to a summer school in Atlanta, but what I was going to say is it's kind of cool. It shows you what happens when you give you know, creative people, kind of kids, uh, actual like-minded people yeah, to be a school to where it's okay to kind of express yourself literally. Like, you right. know, I went to performing in our schools in Atlanta and, you know, we were known for having like the craziest kids just that did everything. And like, you know, when you go around Atlanta... You know, a lot of kids that do a lot of the creative things in the city all come back to one school. And it's just like, it's weird. And it's like out here is weird moving out here, hearing about Hamilton. We'll go to these places, these graphic designers or actors, you know, musicians, you know. I hear about new people that go to this school all around the city, and it's not an accident. You know, and it shows you, like, you know, when you do actually give people programs, kids programs to express themselves young, like, it becomes something crazy. Absolutely. You know, it blossoms, you know, and I feel like that's a problem. I feel like with a lot of schools, it teaches you to kind of not go into the creative fields because that's kind of foo-foo and it's kind
0: of, by luck, but I mean, yeah.
2: you know, you, you you work hard, you can do anything. Well, man. it's interesting because exactly.
0: so much of the L.A. music that's making waves nationally right now, whether it be Kendrick's record or Kamasi or whatever, so many of the music- musicians involved in that did go to Hamilton. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys are perfect examples. Shout so.
1: out Shia LaBeouf. I just met him. <laughs> <and> <laughs> what do you think of his he bars? He went to Hamilton. Though? Oh yeah, I, I don't even know. any I have no idea. But um, just met him and forgot to tell him that we both went to Hamilton.
0: That's tight, yeah. <laughs> so many people went to Hamilton. What, so what was growing up in Atlanta like? Were you were you athlete, dude? You're a bit. You're big. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to play basketball. Yeah. I used to be really,
2: really good at basketball. I believe um, it. Um, yeah, I grew up in Atlanta. I grew up in uh, East Point, and, you know, that's where, like, Outcasts from. Like, that pretty much, those that, that neighborhoods were, where, you know, I came up in. So, like, you know, coming to Atlanta is just crazy, like, just being around all black people all the time. Um, <laughs> but it was cool because, <laughs> like, real? I lived on the super black side of town, but I went to school, like, in, like, the suburb, mixed area, you know, where, you know, you had black kids with money. You had, you know, white kids with a lot of money. You know, my parents always had money, but my dad is very cheap. <laughs> and
0: I get a lot of it from my dad we, like to, we like to call ourselves frugal yeah I mean, <laughs> I,
2: like I never understood it you know now I you know I'm, I take
0: on a lot of those traits yeah. <laughs> so hey you gotta save money you nah baby. yeah man I
2: understand why my dad is how like yeah. a lot of it's pointless hey man. man
0: when you're a kid and your parents tell you money doesn't grow on trees you don't understand yeah. that shit till you're broke you know I mean? you're like oh wait they're right yeah
2: I mean not, not even broke it's just like I, like I understand why my dad always had money it's cause right. he never spent it like he just <laughs> right. like right he just all he, but when he wanted something, he got it. That's one thing I always learned from my dad too. Is like. He didn't spend a lot of money, but when it was something that he really wanted, yeah. he spent the money. He right. didn't like he didn't BS. And I always believe in like getting what you want if you earned it. So Yeah.
0: Did you grow you have brothers and sisters?
2: Yeah, I have uh two older brothers. Uh were
0: they kinda like putting you on to cooler shit?
2: Yeah, my my oldest brother Mitch is like my biggest influence. Like yeah. he put me on to pretty much everything that How much like, older is he? He's eight years older than me.
0: Oh, so he like <laughs> Yeah right, dude, you know,
2: dude, he was growing up in the yeah. thick of it in the exactly. Atlanta in Atlanta yeah, yeah, music yeah, he scene. With, he used to work with outcasts and he um No shit. He used to Still works with Janelle monet you know, he still ANR's with her so did he know.
0: did he discover Jadenya?
2: Uh <laughs> Jedenia, I mean he has he definitely has some that he executive produced their new um a&R and r and a the new um, their new EP that's about to come out so wow okay I mean, so, 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 yeah. you, so
0: you guys both kind of come from musical families I mean
2: musical and you know yeah and hustling it like, just yeah. sounds like business
0: business I mean, savvy and just,
2: too just yeah hustling business and just like getting lucky up
0: what's your middle brother do uh, my middle brother's
2: a uh, news anchor on national news Al Jazeera he's like get out on, on Al Jazeera the, yeah <laughs> he's on CNN
0: too sometimes like he's damn y'all got a fucking talented ass <laughs> jeans and shit <laughs> I mean hey man yeah, you do you dad. have older siblings or just taco or who who
1: I just have uh taco
0: okay, yeah what was it uh, what was he like as a kid? He's a rambunctious as an adult
1: he's he was pretty much the same yeah. taco, uh, a lot more out, annoying, man. yeah, he was way <laughs> more annoying way more like <laughs> way more selfish yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> these days he's he's taco he's the really bro cool. man he
2: probably come and talk to you just how he' talking to you he's like yeah. taco's cool
1: he can, he's cool he's really dumb i I, actually, I miss him he just left oh where's he at? Uh, he's in Amsterdam.
0: Oh shit, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, so <laughs> yep. it's it's funny how uh, how I heard of Odd Future was like. Uh, Okay, so Speak and I were kind of competitive about (laughs) about trying to put each other onto shit. Uh And he's usually way earlier on most things than I am, right? But the one thing that I can really (laughs) claim that I put him onto was Odd Future, right? Because here's what happened. Uh, Did you ever, uh, back on Fairfax, there was that reserve store, right? Mm -hmm. Where Fresh Jive was. Yeah. I had a homie working there named JJ. He went by Mestizo. You ever meet him?
1: I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Well, so Taco... Jasper yeah
1: they used to spend Ty, a lot of time Earl, all those, yeah
0: all those guys they would be around there and he would f- flow them gear from, from reserve yeah. and shit and so I remember it was like 2010 very early 2010 and he sent me the French video and I was sitting at like my computer so- somewhere at work I think and he's mm-hmm. like look at this it's my little skate homies like, and he sent me the French video and it was like all, all chopped and screwed and shit but I was on my own, I was like in my own head, I just put a record out and I was like, ah, whatever, this is cool, but I'm going to forget about it because I'm I'm me, you feel me? <laughs> and then, I like, <laughs> <laughs> and, then uh, and I went, I was like, but this is, this is dope. I don't understand what it is, but it's dope. Yeah. And then like a few months later, I seen on the internet forum, the Earl video came out and I went, oh shit. I was like, this is the same dudes that JJ sent me that cause I, I recognized actually the person that I recognized that was in both videos was taco. He got a face (laughs) that's kind of hard to forget. And I went, "No, those are those same (laughs) kids. Right. So then no more than like a week and a half, two weeks later, uh, I, I go to the store to hang out and just talk to jj and shit and and taco and jasper walk in and i was like oh shit, you guys have them kids from them videos and they're like yeah we fucking hate that video dog like we didn't like that it was like the 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 director and this and, that and the other and i was cracking up but i, I was just like <laughs> oh yeah well, I shit. no i think that that was the uh
1: yeah tyler didn't direct that well yeah. you know the oh, funny okay. shit is
0: that kid who directed the Earl video uh and if it gets too inside baseball ben feel free to take it out but the kid who directed the earl video <laughs> in 2007 directed two music videos for me that i didn't let him put out because i didn't like them oh wow and, it, and so i was Small like yo world. i was like yo i know that kid and i was like <laughs> he doesn't make it seems, <laughs> like his, <laughs> seems like it's consensus man <laughs> how, how crazy is that so, any, so anyway shout out bro. yeah yeah so if you go back it, it's funny like uh and so i started telling him to speak like oh man you gotta find these kids you gotta talk to them and i noticed that he was starting Sid, I want to work with you on Twitter and shit yeah. and I was like, god damn, it works <laughs> Look at this motherfucker Yeah,
1: I remember he you sent brought. me a video of him It looked like it was in this room Actually like he, on one of these mics. Oh yeah, yeah. In front of like a wooden panel that, wall. The,
0: he used to film those in the IE with. Yeah. uh... Oh fuck, I forget the DJ's name, but yeah, I've actually done one of those with him. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: he sent me one of those, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really love this dude's spirit. It's yeah. like, something about him, I was nah, just drawn to shout out to, Speak man, man. he's uh, a character. When I first yes, just like, saw him, yeah, low end. Yeah, when festival. I first moved oh, to I here, there,
2: um. When I first moved here, man, like, when I was broke, I'll never forget, man. Like, he had got some money for, like, for writing for somebody, like, pretty much. And I remember I was broke, and, like, I was, like, we were just in between. Like, it was just a weird time, like, because people don't realize you get the the recognition before you get the money. Like, people know, like, there's so many people out here that everybody knows they have no money in their account. But they're on every blog, but everybody thinks they have money. Speed gave me money to buy a bed, and I'll never forget that. Like, I just paid him back, like... Oh, uh, like a few, like a few more, like a few months ago. But it's like, I, cause I, I had to remind him to pay him back. I was like, "Yo, you remember when you gave me like that bread to give me a bed? Like you forgot?" He was like. Oh yeah, I was like, well, I got you tomorrow. Like, it's just like he, yeah. like he, like him and Caleb, like they, like at times, were like yeah. I
0: needed friends. Like, yo,
1: we're still using Caleb's bass amp to rehearse. those, yeah, those dudes
0: <laughs> are good spirits. Yeah, Speak was like having serendipitous good luck back then because not only <laughs> did he have the writing credit that that got him the money, he also got hit at Coachella by a golf cart and like racked up off Whoa. that too. See he you about know that? that? No, no, I didn't even
1: know. <laughs>
0: At Coachella yeah. one year, he got fucking sideswiped by a golf cart and like came up on the fucking like on a on a, a settlement on a like a settlement. Yeah, the settlement. Court, yeah. They were like, "Yo, shh, here, take this."
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, how crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, hey, shout out Coachella. Shout shout out trying. Up, we try to get that real money off you. <laughs> 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 the offers, we hey. <laughs> shout, shout out, out. Coachella.
0: <laughs> we'll be back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so how
0: do you guys meet?
1: We initially started like talking on MySpace, yeah, in like two thousand and eight, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, because um, I was a fan of the Super Three, yeah. And so I just used to hit him up, like, "Hey, like, you really inspired me. Like, I want to like find a production partner too, and like make beats with somebody." Because I thought that it was actually three people in the Super Three, and he was like, he was like, "Eh." Yeah, partners are cool but you just have to split the money. And I was like, I was oh, that's like, too real. Yeah, I was like, damn, he's right. Yeah. I need to get like good enough to be on my own or something.
0: So, Super 3 was just you. Yeah, super oh, three. I didn't fucking know that. No, I thought see?
2: it was three people, too. Nah, no, exactly. the thing is, it originally was three people. Originally, okay. it was concepted, but with the friends I was hanging with at the time, I was hanging with this guy. I was going to Auburn University. I was hanging with one of the football players named Mario. Yeah. He played keys, and I was hanging with my homegirl, Chantel. And then it was just like the concept of us hanging out all the time. So it was the original concept, but. You know, I I made it three people because there's just always something interesting. And, you know, I'm an artist, so I understand like you know, visually, you know, that makes things a lot cooler when it's a little bit more depth to it. And, you know, of
0: course, I'm a fan
2: of the gorillas, so yeah, it kind of you know that all kind of just culminated into
0: that becoming a thing. Well, so as a kid, when do you start making music? When do you? Uh, what's I'm, the pro, the process of getting involved in producing?
2: Um, to be honest, like I'm not trained in any you know instrument. I wouldn't even consider myself an instrumentalist. Like I just know how to make beats, and I know, you know, I can play keys by being taught what to play. Like I know, like how to you yeah. know mix what's in my head. But really, what it is is growing up on good music and knowing really what not to what not to play like that's half the battle right. knowing like what sounds good well like good. you're
0: seeing your older brother yeah, I mean, all like, the I, shit I, he's doing around, and so it's like
2: and I, like I said I've been around a, enough producers that do enough to know like a lot of them are in- instrumentalists they're producers right. you know what I'm saying they work with they have musicians around them to Hell get yeah. off the ideas that they have in their head right, exactly. so you know, for me, it was one of those things, like, you know, I got sick of waiting for my favorite artists to put out music. Like, they would put out an album and just be like, well, in four years, we're going to put out our next album. And it's just like, bro, I'm not trying to wait four years for, you know, for no new music. Like, right. what? Like, I need that in two years. Like, two years is cool. So it was like, man, I just going to start making my own music just to kind of, like, if I need to hear something new, because... That does make you feel better. Hearing new music puts you in the new headspace. So. Well,
0: what was the gateway? What program did you first start? I started with
2: Pro Tools. You know, it's funny because like I, I, one summer I saved up like $2,000. I didn't buy anything. I just like saved up. To you know, buy all these keyboards that I saw and all these pictures that I saw. These producers because just, I just wanted to look to your the part, dad, man. Save yeah. that money. Young. Yeah, just <laughs> wanted to look. Just wanted to look the part. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. when you first start, you think you have to look the part to really, you know. And later when you go, you realize like it don't matter how you look if it's not at the base. You're not doing what you need to do. It's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. So I just bought. I, I bought like math. Bought Pro Tools. I bought a big, a big flexed up keyboard. And didn't know how to use none of it for oh, like sure. six months. It yeah. just sat there and I would like. What did you get like a
0: Triton or something?
2: Yeah, like it was, it was, no, it was a Phantom ro- okay. like a, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Phantom. So I was like, I just knew how to like hit the thing. I didn't know how to loop, <laughs> loop anything, just yeah. not how to like make sounds on it. And then just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just gradually I would start to learn how to use this. And I was like, oh, this is how you loop it. So it just, you know, I, I listened to my old beats I used to ride around in college too, And they're trash. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the time it was like just getting into loop was like really, really, a, you know, an accomplishment. So Yeah. What year was that around, you think? That was freshman year of college. I was like 17, 18. Yeah. So...
0: And so did you like immediately start putting stuff on MySpace, on the internet? Yeah,
2: I just started putting stuff because I want, you know, I always, and I still want to do it it was kind of like just a cartoon concept of just cartoons putting out music. Like I just thought it was cool because it's like, it's, you can, you can keep doing that. Like there's no, like, you know, I can adjust the style of that car. I can keep growing with it. So it was just kind of like that. Like I just wanted to put stuff out, you know, just for fun. I never thought music would ever become anything. And I think that's really why it's kind of becoming something is because, I don't know it's weird i i find a lot of people that really really go hard for a lot of things it's kind of it's weird sometimes and the people that kind of just let it be and kind of let it let it happen that kind of goes further when you just kind of let it happen opposed to just like i gotta make it happen i, I gotta be an artist because I, I, f-
0: I feel like there's a certain amount of serendipity in all good opportunity you yeah. know what i mean like because I I, I I feel the same exact way like i never thought that I, I don't know, like with the music shit, I just completely fell into it, and it's been yeah. something that I've been able to like, you know, enjoy because of that. Yeah, man. And you just have a lot less pressure on yourself that way too.
2: You just let it let it be, man. Like, at, you know, worst come to worst, man. Like, you you stop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's that's my right. that's always my thing. Like, I have other talents. So, so
0: when you say that you found him on MySpace, like, did the MySpace page or did the MySpace shit start cracking for you, Were people like were hitting you up for beats and shit, or no?
2: Nah, see, originally, see, a lot of people don't realize, like, before even before French, like. Like, Tyler was popular on MySpace. Like around L.A. and, like, the little scene, and, like, the young 14, like, everybody knew who Tyler was. So, you know, when Tyler started, like, messing with me and being cool with me, because, like, it's weird. Like, Tyler doesn't talk to anybody. He's always been like that. Like, he's always been, like, the abrasive, like, you, if you send him something, you probably thought he wasn't going to hit you back. I send him something just randomly, one of my first beats, and he hit me back was like, this is dope. And then I was like, whoa, like, yeah. he hit me back. Like, hey, this dude's supposed to be, like, the meanest dude, and he hit me back. Right. And me and him just started getting really cool. It's something he saw in me that— you know that he saw like that he yeah. thought was cool because it was a lot of people trying to get at him at the time yeah and you know we just got cool and he put me in his like top eight or something so oh, shit. that's how like hey, that's major that's right how I found out and,
0: and that's how people started because i was defining. a fan of
1: tyler's beats
0: well so when so that's interesting saying that he was already cracking in like the small la scene what scene was that because did you guys used to go to the spliff or anything like that no do you remember that
1: i or, remember that but i never You went. never went no, I had friends that used to go.
0: Yeah, what 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 kind of shit we used to do then back or like back I in oh six oh seven. I used to stay 08. at my
1: house. I literally like I built a studio in my my bedroom yeah. when I was in ninth grade. Wow! And then what does
0: that involve? Like, what did you when you say you built uh, what, a studio? What, what, what did you? Equipment? Yeah, what did you have?
1: I had a um, computer. Yeah, I had a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. I had, had um, a Logitech surround sound system with yeah. a subwoofer. Oh, shit. So I was beating. Yeah, It yeah. wasn't stereo, but it was beating. Uh, <laughs> and um, I had an AKG C1000 microphone, which I still have. It's a small diaphragm condenser, but it was the cheapest one on mm-hmm. Craigslist. And then I had a little MRDO fast track.
0: Mm-hmm. And what were you, what was the goal? Like, what were you trying to make at that time?
1: I was, um, my, my play brother, Tyrone, um, he raps. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to make him sound like the people on the radio. Okay. Like quality wise. So
0: you started trying to learn how to like engineer.
1: Yeah. I, I, I learned how to engineer. I, I, I taught myself how to use Band, and then I started recording my brother and then, um, started making songs with him. Uh, started producing just cause like He was using like random beats And it was like weak So yeah, I right. started trying to like, like make sound beats Sound click
0: beats and shit yeah, yeah, So I
1: started like trying to make beats I made a few that were like good But other than that like it was pretty weak So I got really discouraged a lot And then I was also trying to make money Cause I love money <laughs> And Amen <laughs> And then I started selling studio time yeah. On my MySpace So I, on my MySpace I had like beats here like hit me up about beats or whatever, and then I had studio time like eight dollars an hour in my room.
0: Nice, and so and and you're kind of just getting on the job training, and every session probably got a little better. Yeah. So like if yeah. you were, if you if you came into the room towards the end of the eight hours, yeah. eight dollar an hour sessions, you probably got a better session than the first couple of months. Exactly.
1: Huh? Yeah. So well, yeah, it was eight at first because you know I didn't have any Yeah. Right. But there were kids, like a lot of kids in LA who wanted to rap or sing or whatever and were people
0: surprised when they showed up and it's like a 14 year old girl
1: um no because i was on myspace and they knew i was 14 and i was a female and they were kids as well i was mostly working with kids okay where um uh my age or a little younger than me and a few people that were like years older than me and then eventually um my guest house freed up and i moved my my parents let me redo it because it had like no ceiling the floor was like fucked up right so my parents um shout out to them they put in the money for me to like re like paint it yeah and like my dad put a ceiling in there and then they let me use it as a studio
0: they recognized they were investing in your future yeah did your passions at school change did you start going to like digital recording classes and shit like that and like Did that become more important at school, you know? Well,
1: I started doing the music stuff when I was at Palisades. Yeah. And there were no music classes there except guitar. So Uh I took guitar, 10th grade. Yeah. And then transferred to Hamilton where they had a music technology class, but I couldn't take it for the second semester because it's a year-long course oh, right, and you had right. to start in the beginning. So, so oh, I did you, to you go to Hamilton
0: junior year or senior year? Like, when did I you went start?
1: in the middle of my 10th grade year. Oh, okay. So transferred the, the beginning
0: middle. of your junior year, it got cracking there. Yeah, and that's, when, that's really when, when I started taking
1: music technology. and Plus, they required you to take like one like, music class before you could go into that class. So it was perfect. Yeah. I took piano and nice. um, music tech. And then the year after that, I took music tech again, which was electronic music where you just made beats all day. Yeah.
0: And were you always singing at the time? No. When did that start?
1: Um, I sang my first song when I was 16. Yeah. Uh, it's called Flashlight. And that was, like, the first song I ever wrote and produced and so uh, i put that on my space and stuff but it was just like i auto-tuned it i like put like a telephone filter effect on it made it sound really cool
0: yeah um but at the same time i was kind of trying to hide your natural tone
1: yeah well because I, I wasn't that good right. <laughs> and right. i knew that you know right. I, I, could, I have a good ear yeah so i started really trying to sing like nine months after we dropped purple naked ladies our yeah. first album it
0: was a have you been have you been taking lessons i mean to me i think you have a great voice but i mean i can also you can just hear it in your talking voice that you would have a good singing voice i, feel oh, like. <laughs> I, I don't know but have you been like uh have you been seeking professional help to just get yeah, better and better been,
1: at? i've been training um with a guy named don eholtz for about a year and a half maybe what yeah, about a year and a half, I think. How's that um, going? He's my writing partner's dad, and he's awesome. Nice. Yeah. I
0: don't know, when she reaches out to you, right, what's the deal? Like, I, were you just reaching out for beats? Or...
1: Uh, I wanted advice. Advice? Um, yeah, advice, like, on, like, you know, like, should I get a production partner? Yeah, like, you just, you just, what should I add to my beats, Just like my head, Tyler. If you just
2: send you know I'm saying, people stuff like, hey, this cool. I thought you liked this. Like, right. Just try to, you know what I'm saying? Let's just try to make Because that's when, you know, MySpace and, like, finding folks on the internet was really cracking. Like, you know what I'm saying? That you could trust, really. Because, I mean, you always say aim. But this is when you could really see people's face, kind of get a feel for them without meeting them. And without, you know, it feeling creepy. So, right. when you found kids that you kind of felt like would be friends with you or, like, kind of similar you reached out like oh I think we'd be cool like you know what I'm saying you know nowadays it don't really go like that you know, you don't just reach out unless it's a <laughs> girl you're trying to holler at.
0: Yeah. Or like, <laughs> or, or like a yo, yo fam, check my SoundCloud. <laughs> oh <one. Or>, yeah, <laughs> yeah hey man, I need some
2: art, man, much well, <laughs> yeah. you talk. Yeah, like, right, it, right, it, yeah.
0: that's, that's where we at. So. It, it's, yeah, it, Myspace eventually, it, Myspace was so creative at the beginning and then eventually it just got so fucking spammy at the end like everyone was just trying to sell you something. Yeah,
2: yeah and, and I, think
1: and, I that, that's, and social media in right. general like all these other sites started popping up. I think that's what killed Myspace. And what killed Myspace was his efficiency,
2: his efficiency. Like, I mean, to be, honest it's too much to run a whole page now people just want to say something get off like that's why twitter and instagram are so popular snapchat people don't want to run a whole site Right. Older people want to run the whole site. That's why Facebook is cracking. Mm-hmm. Like older people want to have this over here, what they like. What <laughs> us? We just want to be like, hey man, this album trash, yeah. and just get it out. I'm yeah, saying, just go on. Like <laughs> we don't want to be like, hey, this album is trash. So I'm gonna let you know a whole paragraph why. Yeah. Like, we don't <laughs> right. do that. So right. Right. I think it's just generational. Like a ge- uh, like our generation just grew up. We didn't want to, you know, put all that stuff on the internet anymore. So now it's just like yeah. you know, only, uh, Instagram, Twitter.
0: How were you in school? How was your schooling in atlanta um i just went to um actually i went
2: all through like i went through a to a all black private school all white private school mixed private school all white public school all yeah. black like i went i went to every environment of school like that you can imagine like yeah. from public private so you know like just experiencing all types of people like you know I'm very versed in all types how, of people. How
0: how do what is the difference between uh going to an all black school and an all white school? Like w- what's the uh, transition? Oh, you want to know, like?
2: know the difference? For sure. Um me at an all white school, I'm like cool enough to be like I'm cool like I'm you're automatically it, no, cool. No no no, no <laughs> I'm saying I'm cool like it's it's weird. Like at a black at my black school, I went to like a very hood black school and I was a very I was an alien because I was very proper and they didn't understand a black person that didn't dress a certain way, talk a certain way. People thought I was gay at some point, cause I didn't like, and that was confused. Like, that was a very confusing <laughs> point for me, cause I was like, what? Like, just cause I, I literally would like dress regular. I would talk regular. I didn't have to, it would be like thug dude, so. I don't know but then when i was in you know private schools like i was the troublemaker like and i mean this, i'm just being real like when wow. i was in all white private schools it was just like i was a troublemaker it was like everything i did was so bad but when i was in the black school everything i did was like oh just you're so great here's an A. you just right so it was just, it's just interesting like <laughs> and i was the same way you know what i'm saying but you know i'm not gonna lie going to all white private school made it when i did go to public school was just like piece of cake like psh- It's nothing. So, I mean, it's pros and cons to both areas. You know what I'm saying? Whereas when I was in all black public school, like I was around, like I got to deal with like really hood people. So to this day, I'll go to the hood and no protocol, no who not to mess with. Like you just know those things. And like even with Sid, her growing up in areas where you have to deal with and knowing people where you have to deal with that. As well as knowing people who don't have to deal with that, you know how to deal with all people. Like, I can go to the hood and be straight, or I can go to a mansion with people who, you know, do crazy stuff and be straight, but talk to them the exact same way. A lot of people can't do that. A lot of people got to be, hey, shawty, what's good? And then go to the rich folks like, hi, how you doing? Nah, I talk the same about everybody. So (laughs) So it's not you got to
0: be a chameleon in a sense.
2: Not, not mean really a chameleon, but just really be yourself. Like, right. cause you know you gonna you gonna meet a lot of different people, but the person you gonna stay with is yourself. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah,
0: no, chameleon is the wrong term. You're right. It's just, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that's, not, I mean, exa- that's exact-
2: to, No, to be honest, you're right though, because I do know how to adjust in, but in you most can, situations. You, you,
0: you can you can uh, go through whatever situation comfortable in yourself. Yeah, and I can adjust that, to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 that, that's, exactly.
2: yeah. We I mean we're all kind of like in our band. Like I, I'd say that's a good thing about our band is we're all very personable people. We're all very like we'll, We're we're very You know consider We try to adjust To the environment That we're in Before we try to make it You know Adjust to us So right. I, I always right. say Like that's right. one thing About us Like we've, we're very respectful Of environments And right. you know Where we are And the people We're yeah. speaking to It makes so.
1: touring Really easy Touring Everything <laughs> easier Man We don't have any Our problems Our tour managers Love us yeah. uh, right. Right. Know, right. Many people Venues love us Venues love, love us Right
0: Let's just go with the flow. Yeah, we leave the we leave the dressing rooms fairly clean. Like you know, you so- Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I think that's great to like. Yeah. I, I always say like you know if you're gonna go someplace, don't don't leave footprints on the carpet. You know what I right, mean? Yeah. My When you play shows and shit, it's like man, you know, talk to the sound guy. Remember his name. No, I like, yeah. yeah. dude. And the next time you come back, your show sh- is going even better. <laughs> the security,
2: bro. Yeah. I mean, yes. With me, I have a problem with security. Like me, I get off on security. Yeah. If they, you know, security can show false authority at these shows, and I sometimes put. Place, but if I know that <laughs> if I notice the security guard is like like he's like cool, you know, or even if I see he's gonna be like that before, like while we at soundcheck, I'd be like, hey, what's your name, man? Man, yeah, how you doing, man? Exactly. How, you know what I'm And I notice every and, time throughout the show, they'll be cool. They don't ask for your wristbands no, no more. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and every time to you walk regardless. by
0: him, you give him a little. Yeah. dick. Yeah. he's like, yeah. hey, yo, thanks. You're doing a great job. Yeah, like, what's up, bro, man. Yeah, oh, man. man? and then you don't have any problems getting all the rest of your people in through the door. Oh, yeah, they don't trip. because
2: they're like, oh, you man, you the homie, you the homie because a lot of those people the one thing they hate about those jobs and I, like I said I'm, I study people a lot and I notice a lot of people just overlook those types of people all day Straight and if up. you just acknowledge their existence that hey I see what you're doing bro I appreciate you keeping us safe I
1: do that now yeah. even when I'm going to a regular concert yeah. like all security hey
2: you good? Yeah, you hey man I pre- <laughs> I, I've i come to security when I've, I've gone back into security like hey man I appreciate you being like nice because you really could have been mean and they be like and they, a lot of them <laughs> like man you know like it's just unnecessary man like, <laughs> right right so right. like you know
0: what i'm saying just well and, and the the thing that people forget is like that's what they do every fucking day so, so they like, don't care when you're at a venue and you're like walking in, if you're walking in thinking like i'm the fucking man this is my yeah. show i'm about to pack this shit out they're like well you people know elton john was here out. last yeah. night like so like, fuck like, you you know what yeah, I no, no,
2: no. see the only thing so the only difference is with that is now if a sound guy does have that then you know that's a problem like i mean i, I, right. I would say that like you know in You know, I feel like you should always show respect to the music that's being performed in the venue. So we'll get sound guys with attitudes, but then again, we'll get sound guys that are incredible. So, you know, you you win some, you lose some. It all depends on experience and, you know, how passionate they really are about sound. Because you can tell... People who really just are work at the venue that know how to do sound and people who are sound guys. That right, is what totally, they're passionate totally, about.
0: Totally, totally, uh, totally. Where'd you go to school? You started going to college in Atlanta?
2: Uh, I went to Auburn University out of, uh, out of, out of high school. And then I, I left, you know, what was it, junior year because I, I was just unhappy. You know, so like what, my- were you,
0: what were you thinking about studying?
2: Uh, I was studying business administration just following my dad did. But, yeah. you know, all the stuff they teach in school, like, I learned from my dad growing up right. pretty much. Like, they just—
0: And the music bug was already hitting you at that point. Yeah,
2: I was—I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, even though I wasn't making music when I was 17, like, all throughout my life, I was always a dude that had, like— the like cool different music that like nobody knew where I got it from you So you got to be up on cause shit cause my brother had cause it. He, it, was yeah. be, it was before the internet and so my, my
0: brother was. Yeah. I, I have a younger brother and it's the same way like I was the older I was the older brother but even in my school I was like into the cooler shit yeah. and like into like different music and then I would pass it down pass to him your and, little and he was super like, cool. he, like right, that, right. he was like the that's man how it worked my shit.
2: brother was cool in his yeah. room so yeah. he would give me like the cool outcast like NERD stuff yeah. early and like people at my school were like what is this is, but I felt like the coolest, you know. Of course, now it's like you know Pharrell NRD, That was classic stuff, man. Yeah. But when it came out, folks was not messing with it like oh, that. Oh no, I remember, bro.
0: I actually think that Nerd has gotten much more praise in hindsight than they did at the time. Oh no, no, no,
2: right. That's, yeah. no that's right, and, that, and that's what we see. And that
0: I it was kind of critically destroyed at the n- time. No, I feel no, like. and, that, yeah. and that's
2: why we like look at our music the same way. Like we notice. Or even our first album now, people were like, That's such a great album. But it's like when it came out, y'all was hit. It just yeah. I feel like when when you do something that's so different, I think people initially gonna not like it because it with they anything so different, it. they don't understand it. Right. But when they start seeing the flowers that
0: blossom from the soil that you put right. down, they're like,
2: Oh, look at the soil. Oh, oh. Well,
0: I think Whoa. I think <laughs> contextually, <laughs> yeah, <they were> <laughs> yeah, contextually it makes sense that there was an initial backlash against it just because like it was so out of left field, and Odd Future was kind of like at that moment of power where you could do whatever the fuck yeah. you guys wanted. You know what I mean? So I, I bet you a lot of people were kind of like, "Oh, who does she think she is singing? Like, Dude, where, yeah. did, did, <laughs> where did this come this from?" Is the, this, it, it, you know it, what I mean? It, I'm telling you, yeah.
2: we this album is where we just got out of that. Like, yeah. it was like that, but like until this album came out, it was like a lot of people thought we rapped. Like, it, like it. This was the first time <laughs> I will say like people really gave it a chance that right. really had no business listening to it because it's different between people who were odd future heads you know checking yeah. us out because they have the immediate segue but we notice with this and we have people who have no don't even listen to Odd future like fans of well, ours i
0: really like that tweet you made the other day where it was like don't call us neo soul or or whatever <laughs> classic soul whatever <laughs> I you said yeah. that you're yeah. like it's just soul music no yeah. you don't
2: know why i said that because yeah. i feel like with a lot of these newer blogs and the bloggers, i feel like they have to create these new sub genres because they're bored. Really, Like, it really, like, they can't, they, yeah. they want to be sound creative and sort of like, well, above. everyone wants to compartmentalize yeah, things to, to yeah. understand
0: them. But it's like, you know, some things are just music. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's
2: just Like, what is future soul? That makes no sense. Right. What is neo soul? Right. Because the neo soul from, 15 years ago is not new no more right, so right. What, are we Neo Neo when you look Neo, back at it it's just like that's what 90s new Neo Soul, soul? Yeah. so what happens in 10 years is yeah. Yeah. Neo, new future Neo, Neo future Neo yeah. future Neo fu- like it's so music
1: generation 6 <laughs> yeah like dirty, we, we did, dirty Sprite Neo yeah, Soul yeah, we did right?
2: a, we did a, <laughs> an interview the other day with uh, somebody and they were like what do you feel about alt R&B like Frank Ocean like The Weeknd like what the, that's the, his r and Miguel, I'm like the, uh, those guys have hit records how's that I'm like what? they have some of the most like traditionally hit records. Like, how is it alternative R&B? But what it is is it's a generation that has not seen it before so right. they have to bring it have a name for it for their generation instead of just being like it's soul music right. they want to make it feel like well it's alternate R&B because it's, it's I'm a lot li- this is when this is my problem listening to music so I can't just call usher, it you know? yeah, it's not you <laughs> know right.
1: it, it, it's to, not listen Drew to
0: all the New Hill.
2: Weekend songs dude they, yeah. they're tradition they're real and I actually like the New Weekend music like it's actually pretty good like yeah. the I Can't Feel My Face on. like it's really traditional taking it actually back Think. look at Miguel he's taking it back to the Prince tradition yeah yeah,
1: yeah mcgill you know what i'm saying even frank frank
2: frank has like traditional r&b roots like so with me it's like i i told him i was he was like i was like actually it's not alternative it's actually traditional like alternative aren't like what does that mean like what do you call george duke like what do you call herbie hank like what are you calling these people that did this future r&b this future soul like what do you calling them? they did in the 70s like right. what are you saying so yeah. when you ask that you know they're kind of just like yeah you know you're right yeah so to me, and like I say, if you look up interviews with D'Angelo and the Soul Aquarians, they don't even like the word neo soul. Yeah, because they hated it when it came. But they were like, "Why?" They hated it for the reason oh, I don't fuck. like it. When
0: you listen to the, when you listen to that's like Brown music. Sugar, that's straight up straight soul music. There's only a couple songs What's that are sample based on neo there. Just, yeah, what is neo about? What is neo about? Brown Sugar. All great musicians on there. It was, it's just an it's amazing a, soul record. Yeah. So me like yeah.
2: neo soul, like you know the people who they everybody says pioneer don't even don't even acknowledge the word so yeah. you know i'm not gonna acknowledge it they don't acknowledge it you know what i'm saying right. so we're soul music you know we make really good soul music you know different soul music we may yeah. make you know some psychedelic soul this song we may make some deep soul whatever but we're soul I, music i want to <laughs> i want to
0: just like make an observation that i love the opposite energy that you guys kind of uh give off because you're just <laughs> kind of like Lay back, taking it in, my, and listening. And he's getting riled up and passionate. It, depends, it depends and I, on the subject, and, and I love that. It depends on the subject. I, well, I'm matter. the same way as you. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not the laid back person. I start, will get on a rant, and I'll be I like,
1: because I just hate, I just
2: like the genre. That's just one of them subjects I really don't like. Where I'm
0: going with that, though, is does that make for interesting chemistry when you guys are making music together? What do you mean? like the the fact that maybe like you guys are a little opposite in that. you're pretty. You seem. I'm just guessing. You seem kind of. Of intense and you're very laid nah, back. I see and that's it, the like, thing. I would yeah. say
2: it's it's the context. Yeah, because I mean, there's certain things that I'm very laid back about that yeah. she may not be intense about, but she's a little bit places a little bit more importance. Like, yeah, you ain't like she has to have it. Where I'm just like, hey, it's cool. Yeah. But then there's certain things where yeah. I'm like, no, nah, and she's like, it's cool. Yeah. So they does. I try work. to
1: maintain this kind of like. Yeah. Um,
0: I've always said that you just ha- I, I, even before I've met you I've just met you in passing a few times but you have a certain aura about you that is very <laughs> like kind of relaxing and zen and just like you, you know you yeah, seem man. cool and whatever and whatever the situation is. If, yeah, if, I've
1: gotten really good at keeping uh staying like calm no matter what's going on especially through putting out two al- three albums now on a major label, yeah, you know, it's stressful, you know, especially the first couple go-arounds because you don't know how the game works. But once you figure out out how it works and you learn that none of it is personal, it's business. You know, people got to feed their family. There's a whole company that's got to make some money off of you. Right. And you get it because they give you the money to shoot the videos. Like, we wouldn't have had no music videos if it weren't for them. So, you know, you learn... You just gotta. Okay, that didn't work out. Okay, all right. What's right, next?
0: Right. <laughs> well, so let's talk about what inspired you to move to LA to start making it more of a thing five years ago. Um, to
2: be honest, because it's like you know
0: you it just was, got over. It was
2: man. I just re- really hit a point where it was just like you know, you know, what's the point of really working? You know, living your life just to work? Like you might as well pursue things while you're young because I don't want to be one of those people waking up 30, thirty, thirty-five. You know, kicking myself in the face like, dang, I had a really crazy opportunity and I got scared. I see so many people that I know that, you know, come up with advice that are so scared to make these jumps. And I'm like, dang, if I were to listen to everybody, literally everybody when I was in Atlanta, like I would not have gotten any. I wouldn't have traveled the world. I wouldn't have been able to do any of this stuff if I would have just listened to people who told me that to not leave, to be safe. And yeah. now I preach the whole not be safe thing, because what's the worst that can happen, dude? School is always going to be yeah. there. Unless you're doing some illegal stuff, you can always get you a job. Like, go for your stuff while you have the time, while you're able-bodied. Why not? So I, I love that. That's, I, why,
0: that's why I dip. I always say like, that. Like, jump off the cliff and you'll probably land in some warm water. Yeah, you know man. I
2: mean? Like, aim for the stars, man. Because yeah. to be honest with you, what most people don't do is they don't start. And I realize that. And I... Most people don't start the process. When you start the process, 30 days later, you're 30 days away from the process. Yeah. And, you and by the on. time
1: a lot of these people do try to start, when they finally get it through they their finally head. Get it it's too late for too a late. lot of them. Like, Let's be real. This music industry—it's a, a young, it's man's, a young game. man's game. It's a young man's like, game,
0: and it's a timing game. It is. Yeah, timing, timing, timing is everything, everything in this
1: industry, you know. So
0: the other thing I've really been starting to notice about the music industry as I get older is that it's really a first impressions game too. Like if you yeah. fuck up your first impression, it's an uphill it's battle really to ever hard. come back from. Yeah, that. yeah no, no, it's, it's really yeah, it's, and it's very and
2: the stigma is like you know with social media. Yeah. You know, when you have a stigma on you as an artist, it stays on you. Like yeah. if somebody disses you, people oh, are gonna think about
0: you. <laughs> a certain way. <laughs> Way
2: After it, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like so, with us is like even with on Twitter, like how we run our band. Like I'm very aware. Like I check my band members' Twitter's, like just so they don't say nothing stupid, stupid right? Because
0: like, well, particularly I, now because everything is so hypersensitive and and everyone is so like. America's going through, a, like, every, whether it be anti-shaming or anti-this. Because everybody, be vi-
2: everybody wants to be a victim. Everybody wants being to be a victim. victim but, being a
0: victim is popular right and now. And you know what the funny thing is? Everybody wants to be a finger pointer, uh, yeah. accusing you of, uh, yep. like, you know, they want to be a victim. Because it makes them feel better about
2: what they hate. Right. Because they see you hating and it's cool to say. That's all it is, man. Like, it, it, we're just in a time where, I, like, and that's what I tell, I tell my band members, like, you know, we gotta, our, you know, our band ranges from 17 to 26. Yeah. So, you know, those guys, like, I've, I've been around Sid, Tyler. I know, like, there's certain things you can't say. There's certain things you can't say about certain artists. There's certain things you just can't say because, A, you're representing more than just yourself at yeah. a point. Right. Straight like, up. I right. tell them all the time, like, you're <laughs> representing me and Sid. <laughs> yeah. You can't say this. Right. You can't do that. You can't just do this because, you know— hey you say you want to get to a certain level you have to hold yourself accountable to some point and it's the
1: same with us like we represent them Mm -hmm. yeah we
2: represent them there's certain stuff i want to say all the time but it's just like
1: that's why i have a private twitter yeah i'm not saying anything (laughs) when i really feel some kind of way about something and i really want to say it like i go on my private twitter where only my close friends you know yeah can
2: yeah but just i'm very i'm very aware of like that you know like What people think of you can change every day because of Twitter, man. Like, one sentence can completely change how people look at you, dude. So, with me, it's like, you know, with our Twitter, our, how we hold ourselves, it's just like, be smart dude like that's how we just basically run our whole just be smart dude. so
0: with that thought in mind about like first impressions what would you say to people now Who, what i what i mean by that is there are certain rappers that i if you say their name to me i go i haven't really listened to that much (laughs) of their music but i know what they sound like and i know i wouldn't like them right? right so for those people when you say the internet And they go, oh, I'm not gonna listen to Ego Death because I already know what that. I already know what the internet sounds like. How how have you guys grown in these last few years? Like, how is this record different from the last couple? Um,
2: This record is different because I think sonically it's just it's it's a step up, and you know that's funny you said that. Like a lot of the people it's like you know a lot of the reception that we've been getting a lot of people that are just like wow I was never going to listen to something like this from you know because to be honest coming from Odd future it turned a lot of people off it's very polarizing you either, it is. You yeah. either really love it and get it or you just don't get it and any, it's
1: funny because like we could have never done any of this without them yeah, without like, them without that foundation and the business platform but that with gave that us. foundation
0: we had to work out of the
2: mud out of the <laughs> yeah. out of the background of the well, it's
0: funny how it's funny how that odd future label can be sort of a blessing and a curse yeah. it's got that it's got like either that automatic positivity or that stigma depending with on what everybody. side of the fence you're sitting yeah on, you but then I, mean? I saw it like you know
2: you know you have a record deal where you're a partner with a major company like we can put out albums i'm like dude like let's put these albums out you know like yeah. we have an opportunity to put out we have three albums on Columbia now just yeah. from really taking opportunities and like i guess you know like me i never i told you like using every you know crack in the door to just kick it open man and like you know I never wanted to be one of those people that had opportunities to say like i ne- like that's one of my biggest fears is wake waking up at a certain age and regretting not. Using opportunities and getting opportunities that people would kill for, literally. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we get op- we have had many opportunities that I'm blessed to have that most artists would kill to be able to have. So Definitely.
0: yeah, oh dude, I mean, you guys are going to the UK next month. Yeah, man. so yeah. And I've been just, making just music being, 15 years, I still never been to the UK. <laughs> so you guys are doing it. Yeah, just being able to support and
2: being able to tour on a band with that many people and actually be able to afford it. Right. That's is expensive. It's a, is, is, is a expensive. huge thing, and yeah. being a Taught black, a and being a black band at that is. Another thing, because there hasn't been a touring black band that doesn't, that makes this type of music in a long time that has a following that's actually, you know, has young people that are in the scene as well as older people that have no, don't even know what right. our future is. Right. So that's the beauty of it to me, man. Like yeah. what we're trying to do with it, like just get it to everybody, man. Right.
0: I think the new record's beautiful. Did you guys write it together? Or how, do, what's the writing process like?
1: Um, With this album, uh got all we got all the beats together he did uh the drums on most of yeah, the me and beats. me and look
2: me and steve did most of like the concepting on like the instruments yeah uh, the guitar player steve
1: and then um yeah uh chris chris did some drums on some tracks uh patrick did some bass on some tracks and he produced penthouse cloud with his one of his production partners um, Jamil played keys. Yeah, everybody's all. all yeah, everybody's cool. all. Yeah,
2: everybody's all over. It. It's very. It's a very collective, you know, effort. You know, there's really no songs that just somebody produced by themselves, right?
1: But we got the we got all the beats together, um and then uh, a lot of them I had like ideas to, or I had half the song written or something. And um, I have a guy I write with mostly named Nick Green. Yeah. Uh, who I wrote Don't You With. And after that, I was like, we got to keep writing because that was great. Um, so I wrote a lot of it with him, uh, most of it with him. And then I wrote two songs with a girl named Taylor Parks. Um, I wrote, oh, James Fauntleroy wrote uh, For the World For Me. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then. Uh, He's a great songwriter. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Tyler wrote Palace. Right. And Steve wrote. Uh, Curse, yeah, chorus for right, right, and and made the beat by himself. Nice.
0: How long is the recording process for something like this?
1: Um, well, uh I kind of knocked it out, so I had a lot of like, for almost every song, I had before we we recorded it, I had a a demo, right. You know, I recorded just a rough version or whatever, and a lot of, I, I basically I booked out three weeks with my writing partner. I paid him to vocal produce. Um, I paid my friend Duran Bernard, who uh, does background singing for Eric Badu and his own solo stuff as well. I paid him to do background vocals for me. And I just booked out three weeks for them, like Monday through Friday for three weeks every day at my house. Let's knock this out. I got all the songs written there. The demos are recorded. I just got to re-record them. Right. And so what was interesting was... um, trying to re-record a lot of it was so difficult because my voice has been changing a lot like really fast like i, I just um people might not realize but i kind of just started singing <laughs> like you know when we made the first album right. and so you know i'm I'm and alongside so you're, learning, you're
0: learning your instrument as you go yeah i'm yeah.
1: alongside a lot of people who have been doing it since they were kids and and it's really intimidating for me so i try to like make up for it in other ways i find myself doing but um
0: well and it's so vibey and an emotional record as well so finding that like headspace to get into is probably difficult in front of people too
1: exactly and so for like honestly i only ended up re-recording half of it so like a lot of the demos got kept yeah half of the half of the the vocals are yeah old yeah really old right right and it's interesting having to sing them live too because like i said my voice has even changed since i re-recorded stuff and I have to relearn how to sing everything like every couple months right right it's very interesting
0: that is interesting that seems scary
1: (laughs) it's very scary yeah very uh, very scary
0: that's another question I have for you producers are notoriously introverted and like engineers in particular like oftentimes people that work in studios are just kind of weirdos let's keep it 100 yes um (laughs) did you ever have stage fright stuff that you had to deal with
1: Definitely. Because um, I mean,
0: you uh, even in the early Odd uh, Future days, like they were pushing you as a DJ. You'd be on stage and stuff.
1: Yeah, and so that's where I had to like kind of get out of my shell mm-hmm. and like learn to uh, learn, learn, learn confidence. Learn that like these kids are more afraid of me than I am of them.
0: Were you shy growing up?
1: Yeah. Yes. Why? I was very quiet. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I've always been very insecure. Never quite knew, like, still to this day, like, you know, how I dress. Like, I, I was telling the guys maybe, like, last week, like, I find myself always trying to find the perfect balance of, like, you know, color and not color and, uh... Feminine and masculine and like I that was my whole like I'm still going through it I was that's a late That's so interesting because
0: I, I, I would say outwardly you're very good at projecting that you're comfortable in your skin <laughs> I would <laughs> never you. guess that but that's interesting to hear Well it's
1: been a long process yeah. um, I didn't really really get that comfortable until we made until I started touring with our future Yeah um, Until I grew my hair natural <laughs> right why you
0: used to have like uh like braids and stuff i saw an old picture of you You had braids in your shit
1: yeah i had cornrows a lot as a kid just in the summer so i could swim and then i had straight hair pressed hair for a long time and and so <clears throat> like i my whole majority of my life my hair was straight and pressed so by the time i wanted like when i got older and have my own mind and wanted to try something different i couldn't because my hair was just straight at that point right i didn't have a perm but i had been getting it straightened every two weeks for my whole life right so i i um i decided i wanted to cut it and try something new try a short haircut for a while and i i cut it ended up getting a perm anyway and like Doing some like curl mohawk shit, then I decided that that was too too much maintenance involved in that. I'm gonna just go natural and right. keep it short. um But and that yeah, was a and big confidence
0: then, booster, just kind of like changing up that like something definitely. that you know, just being yourself even with your hair. Like yeah. yeah, but even
1: then, like every day I'm in the mirror like, man, I'm gonna get rid of the fade. Like I'm really, I'm I really i am i do not know. I don't know, should I grow like a, like a, should I get a taper? You know, like yeah. every day, like I'm thinking of the next thing and like, I will ah, tell you what' You're, like l- you're lucky you even
0: have options because I have run out of those with my hair. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, we're in the same fucking boat, man. This beard, you, you gotta get crazy with your beard at this point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, they say that when you go bald, your beard is, uh, a beard is like a mohawk for a bald day. Exactly, hey, yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: hey, you guys just, like last month I had a beard down to here. I was like rocking the Speaky beard. It was huge. <laughs> <laughs> rem- that's
1: when I met you. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. No
1: yeah. lie, sometimes I wish I had facial hair just to try something new. It, it's pretty tight. Like, I-, I lucked out
0: because like, yeah, I have a lot of facial hair, so I lucked out and I could play with it. But some people are <laughs> mad patchy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, the good thing is, like
2: I said, girls love facial hair, bro. As I get older, I rise women. See, I
0: women. have a theory about that. I think that girls like posting about facial hair on Pinterest. But I don't think <laughs> in real life they actually like it touching their faces or
1: oh, other no, body no, parts. No, I just think, yeah. I think
2: they
0: like it on some them, like
2: manly I like I think they
1: like how it looks. I definitely.
2: think, I think it like how it's like it makes it like that's like a man. Like I think yeah, that's just kind of what yeah. they like and kinda like he's he's really macho and manly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I get <laughs> it. Very, attractive. I totally very, get it. Yeah. very very alpha.
0: Very very alpha. Yeah. So uh what I don't know what are you guys what, how, how long are you gonna do the internet thing? Does it seem like it's going smooth and you guys want to keep going at it? It's the, just getting nah, started. Inter- honestly, to be honest know? with you, we plan to be like a
2: Frankie Beverly. Like we see we have an opportunity to be a band that makes a certain type of music that can be around all the time. Like, you know, we study a lot of bands like that. We study even like Erica Badu. Like, we were talking about Erica Badu. Like, dude, like, she survived so many waves of artists, trends, music. You know, like, so many people in and out the game, but she's always been there because she made a, mu- a type of music that called Tyrone still relevant to this day. Yeah. And it still is deep. You know, other side of the game is still
0: deep to this day it doesn't get old and that's it's the still, thing about soul music in general is that when it comes from the soul it's kind of formless and it kind of doesn't you, like you can't, genre yeah. doesn't matter dude sam cook sounds as good today as and, it and, did and then, the, and the, you and you the stories
2: that he's talking about with Are his, his women they're relevant to this day they're right. to the exact stuff we go through yeah. so to me it was like you know, with our band, like I, you know, I, you know, I think very deeply on these types of things. Like, I want our band to be around for a long time because I realize how you make the real money is being on the road. You know, right. we're on the road and we can demand that type of money every night. So, right. we're setting our band up as for the long haul. That's why we don't put out mixtapes. We don't. We want us when you look back. Are right, we have albums? Legacy right. of just our official things that are not just mixtapes that got lost somewhere in the internet. Well, they're not that,
0: of the moment either. They're they yeah. they have a certain timeless quality and the fact that you guys are using real. Players and you guys have an actual band like, and just our, our fan base
2: grow. Like yeah. our fan base is like grown. <laughs> like I've noticed like the difference between this album and last time where there was people that listened to the internet last time. Now we have actual people who are fans. Yeah, because there's a difference between people, listeners and fans. Yeah, fans are the people that are going to buy your merch and, and come like to the show. post your pictures, their avatar and like like <laughs> right. a picture and do right. that type of
0: stuff. A listener, is somebody like, oh yeah. I, I, I fuck them. With them. I mean the thing that I like too is that I, I think uh, and this isn't a slight to the earlier t- uh, albums but I think that like you guys are clearly getting better as you go that's yeah. not a slight at all you know that's I mean? a fact like, <laughs> and, and, and to you. me that's a that's, facts. That, that's such a, a hard thing to come by because so many people blow their load on the first one and, yeah. then, and then they run out of ideas and you can tell that you guys are learning and getting better together and that's really refreshing I feel like
1: that's like a generational thing like the whole your debut album has to be like the one <laughs> you know and i think i think it's out of comparison you know a lot, like well with the internet not us but with yeah, the internet right, right. there's access to everything so yeah you you'll find out about the 16 year old who is just like the greatest singer ever and can dance and can you know what i mean like um the 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 Kaylanys and the the Frank Oceans mm-hmm. who like debut projects are just critically acclaimed. Right. Yeah. And I the, feel like people put so much pressure on themselves to make their debut yeah. albums critically acclaimed. Right. And it's like give yourself room to grow. Yeah.
0: I I always uh, use the analogy of like Nas's career and Jay Z's career, where yeah. Jay Z got off to a slow start and it was an upward climb right. for most of the way, you know, and Nas got off to the fucking off to the races with Omatic yeah. and it was kind of slowly a downward curve with the output, and so it's like you know if you pace yourself and allow yourself to get better, you can really make it last. A no, long time. no
2: progress, dude, and that's why tar- you know we try to you know the younger cats we around and, and the guitar player in our band, he's also a solo act, you know, immense one most talented guy I've ever been around. Like we try to tell him like have room to grow like you don't want to put out you know he's about to put out his first ep and i'm just like dude have it a little rough around the edges you don't want to put out something that's super polished super he's already arrived you want people to be like oh my gosh like this wait till dope. he, wait till, wait, he yeah. next oh, wait till the next i can't wait to the next one and then oh with my the next one
1: it's gonna be it's like, obviously better you yeah know obviously I mean? better you have to show people and this is something that i'm just now coming to terms with because like like I said, like we there's as an artist, there's so much pressure to make your first project the best, the right. one,
2: yeah, man. Right.
1: You know, and I, and I've been victim to that,
2: right? Yeah, and, and I think I think our first project will, and it's funny because we all we get those, we're starting to get those like nothing will ever be better than purple. N-. Like we get those every once in a while. Like right. y'all's first album is that's when y'all were really on like the weirdo, you know, like yeah, yeah. how people really are, which is like I said, I think. I love our first time I think our first time is a classic because it's real like it's really where we were at like it was never it was really like we wanted to put out a random album of random stuff that we felt so and that's why I always feel like and and another thing is like we didn't get the chance to have demos or random songs our first song that we made together is on our first album so Uh where a lot of these people get these demos like these early underground releases that people don't know about we literally started with the first songs that are on our album so and we didn't really
1: have a a, a much of a budget either yeah and we they knew I. Had, I mean, I had a studio. And no expectations, right. and we really didn't have right. any expectations.
2: So it was kind of like we had to grow from it because we weren't even planning on putting out an album. This the internet was originally supposed to be you know the, the producers of Odd Future like Left Brain Me Sid and How Singing and it was supposed to be like a sick song that we was going to put on the internet because that's when Odd Future was like super popping so we were just like we was going to do a little singing EP and just right. throw it out there and
1: like oh for the, for the hardcore fans yeah like
2: yeah. oh shit this is crazy like You're they right. sing
0: it and then that's why you have yeah, on at our the time first- when you guys dropped I felt like <laughs> it could have been an Odd Future mixtape filled with fart sounds and it still would have sold Yeah, and, and, like, and, and to be honest with you that touches on another point that
2: a lot Of people don't see that we see because, of course, we're in it. Like, you know, it's hard for a lot of, you know, black artists that do soul music to cross over to white audiences because it's a very hard thing to, you know, give to them. And with our future, it was. I
0: I would say an interesting thing about this, and I don't know. Race borderlines are so fucking iffy to step on yeah. and whatever, but I'm a music fan and and what what I will say is that I think it's harder for like the quote unquote mainstream r- yeah, rhythm I mean. and blues yeah. artists to cross over. You know what I Definitely. mean? But then it's it's really easy for. An alt, alt group, R&B. right? Alt <laughs> R&B. Since you guys were like an alt, like you guys are part of a punk rap collective, all yeah. of a sudden the white yeah. hipsters went, "Hey, these guys are making soul music, and soul music is edgy. It's edgy. It's cool. an edgy. It's, cool. it's an edgy. Yeah. Too. So, so that's why so it, I said. it was you, either so, that. So, have you guys, guys had a problem? Have you guys had a problem with like mainstream? Uh, I, I quote unquote mainstream R and B fans, like. Is the black audience following you, or are you getting no, stuck yeah. in a no, bunch no, of? No, no, no. That's the thing. That's, that's what I'm saying. awesome. That's,
2: it's it's yeah. backwards, man. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Our career is very, it's interesting because it's backwards. Yeah. Like where most artists that do our type music, the black audience is yeah. the one that finds out about, And right. then white mainstream or mainstream people right. start to understand it. But with us, we were exposed to our you know future our fans, future fans Mike that are Miller mostly fans. mostly Caucasian. Yeah, Let's just be yeah. honest. So yeah, yeah. they knew about us before. So because we went and did BET. Uh, Interview for the BET Awards A few weeks ago And they were just like Whoa You guys have three albums On Columbia Like what did you do To get that You know what I'm saying When we told them We did Coachella They were like Whoa Like like, they were just like, how?
1: It's crazy. And like, I've if, never heard of you. But if we go do right. Fader
2: or Pitchfork, they're like, yo, that's so dope. You know, you guys did, right, right. You did this, this, this. But what most people, it's, it's complete opposite. So we're finally getting into those realms with this yeah. album. We are seeing, you know, we're getting played on the urban radios and stuff like yeah. that. So and I it's love, always I been, love yeah. the
1: urban scene. Yeah. Yeah, it,
2: I love it too. I just, And I was always mad. I was always, always I'm not going to lie, I felt some type of way that we weren't accepting it, accepted into it because right. in the beginning, yeah, it because would feel I, good. Yeah, we were trying to bring that to the mainstream like let's right. bring like some really urban we wanted
1: black people to like yeah. us honestly and, right.
2: they, and then for a minute it wasn't happening like how we well, wanted that was it to. yeah
0: that was like the interesting thing is like uh i mean even just in the last couple of years like frank ocean was getting uh accepted by white audiences and white critics so yeah. so much so fast and then but miguel had a hard time at at first i felt like right. you know what i mean yeah. and it's like for some reason a lot of times, just with with R and B, like black and white audiences, are on a different page. And let's be honest, it's all about who you come up with. Like, yeah. let's just be honest. Yeah. John Legend
2: came up with Kanye. Kanye came up with Jay Z. Kay- Jay Z came with bit. Came, like everybody has somebody they right. a click. Somebody that liaisons them into whatever they like. We had and our Frank, future. Yeah,
1: Frank had our future. Yeah, Frank
2: yeah. sure. yeah. had our future. Right. He had the
1: white way better time not, too. Yeah, exactly. Not only was it the white Odd future fans that were looking at him. Yeah, it, it was the was industry. The white people behind the scenes that's that's the whole thing and that's, and, and that's and,
0: what i mean is like the white critics exactly. are the ones that brace on it. and it was before and it was
1: before people made
2: up their mono hot future that was another thing it was before it was a uh, oh mm, mm. it was like that was when like everybody was like oh let me see what they about so yeah, yeah. everybody's yeah. talking about them. yeah so right, no, no, right. It's, and that's another thing we try to tell you like timing is perfect like we realized this album had to come out when it came out because Ego Death if it came out any later it would have got swallowed up especially with all like the beefs that come up on the internet like that's real like that (laughs) that distracts people from things coming out like we hit at a perfect time where A all uh, like Miguel's album came out Vince like good music was also coming out so it really did good for us just to you know timing purposes and hitting at a time where a lot of that type of music wasn't really dropping like I mean there hasn't been a band to drop music like us in a while so
0: you know hey man you guys are killing it we did an hour how did it that was that went by quick I yeah. feel like we feel like we did, did what we set out to accomplish right on. yeah man uh oh real quick I do want to say we, we worked with Vince in the past too we mm-hmm. did that knock steady video of him on the oh, white wall that was us nice. oh, yeah. yeah that was like the first thing that I think first video of his ever on the internet I think that would that yeah. that, was, that was one of his like first big videos I remember yeah a lot, yeah. Like, a lot of views I yeah it. that was us and that, that's actually remember. where I that's what I base our performances now off of was like we did that, and we had just moved into this office space, and we didn't really have anywhere to, to shoot our videos yet. So I was like, "Let's just do it on a white wall with a fucking light right on his face." Came out amazing, and and now four years later, it's like, dude, I his. Wow. His music that he's making right now is so fucking great. And he, yeah, his man. writing has grown so really much. Really happy for him. Yeah. He's, a,
2: he's in a good space, man. Vince is a good dude, man. And
0: well, he, it seems and like his label cares about him, too. They which is care great. about and him.
1: And I believe that.
2: Vince is like, if you know Vince, like, he's just like a really, really, like, legit, like, you want him to win. Like, he has a personality that he's very you genuine. You can tell he's and
1: about his business. He's yeah. about
0: his business. And he doesn't, he just really wants to win. He doesn't but, care about distracting you. And, he just wants to and win. In the so. little time that I've been around him, he's so sharp, too. And his, his yeah, dry exactly. sense of humor. He'll, he'll get a joke in with every fucking sentence if you let him you exactly. know what I mean Like, yeah when I first came around I
2: never I used to feel weird I was like how old is Vince like you know what I'm mean? saying like he, he was mad he's got young he really old he so looked real young but like he would just talk with way too much assertiveness like it was just like yeah like what it like it, you know how Vince is he's just very like he has like every
1: even like watching him yeah. like start performing because you know he was on that Mac Miller tour with us and Man, that was like dude. one of his first tours Ooh. and you know like he like the whole the whole tour i think during his set he was rapping most of the songs with with his arms arms crossed crossed. nervous like he was nervous but at the same time he was telling like hands up i said hands up you know what i mean (laughs) like he was super assertive with his words but his body language was i hmm. I mean i
0: remember that show that him and speak through at an art space and i I remember (laughs) you were there uh and i was just like God damn! This full events Vince really. Vincent Speak got something going on right now because that <laughs> was insane. How packed it was! Yeah. And I, like he brought the whole. Let's show you,
2: man. You got to go through, and, and that touched on another. And that part, was early. Man. That was like eleven. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That touched, like people think it's. That's what I'm saying. You got to start, man. There's so many phases you go through. So many, you know, straight like, up errors you go through with people. So many missed opportunities that you waste your time on to realize that you don't need to wait. That you need to spend your time on it, like. It's such a journey to really make. Like, we're just getting to the part where we're making money yeah. as a band, and we're very grateful
1: for it. But we're it's just like, getting into the thick of it. Like, dude, every conversation is okay. What? what, what how are we gonna st- do the stage plot for this tour? Yeah. Like, okay, like we need to buy signs for this. Like, how are we gonna do the merch? Man, booth? You, gotta like, talk, you, gotta it, you
2: gotta live it. We're talking. You gotta live it, bro. You gotta live it. Everybody I know is successful, they live what they do. Yeah. Like every Mac day.
1: It's to like Tyler, something
2: to uh, to Jimmy Douglas to to Mike Einzinger. Like everybody that. Is does what they do and it's rich off of it. That they are, they live it to a point to where almost to so a fault sometimes. Yeah,
0: but you have to be like relentless all about the it. Way yeah, in. you have to be you all the way. You have to look in. at it. You just opened every up angle. a line of questioning. Now we're gonna run long. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> when you say to a fault, do you feel uh, interpersonal relationships? Uh, no, yes, because suffering because of no, yes, of your because music? as an yeah.
2: artist, as an artist, it's hard, man. Like sometimes you just want to be alone. Like that is the crazy thing about an artist, man. Like oh, I need you, my alone time. You have to have, you know what it's like, yeah. man. You have to have that, just like and it's so crazy because you have to apologize for it. You yeah. feel guilty, yeah. just like because you feel like with most people when they do that they're bullshit. Like
0: mm-hmm. you Shit. really
2: want to like, but with artists, it's like, dude, like with her like she records by herself I can't I have so many songs with me singing so many beats but nobody's seen me make a beat in the last five years or sing a song in the last five years but I have mad songs where I sing and mad beats that I make it's just something about like you know like going through like you know when somebody's in a room when you're making a beat and then you're going through sounds and they just trash sounds like as a producer when you're by yourself it don't matter you're just going through sounds but when somebody's you're just like
0: well, it's so vulnerable. Damn, creating is trash, so like, vulnerable, yeah, and you really expose your kind of crazy when you're creating you got, too. Do you, you know? have
2: to to create the type of songs that matter? You have to go to a weird area Ooh, sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you a have very, to do some like, shit
1: sometimes. It, that's like doesn't emba- make that's sense. That's embarrassing at all. if
0: somebody's in well, the room. I, let's I, be I honest. Know, I, <laughs> I, absolutely, and I, and I always think the best songs that I've written are some are, are ones that I'm sure someone that I care about is going to be offended by them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. into it you're really digging into personal places. And because... I, and that's, that touches on
2: another... We keep touching on... Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. That, show, that touches on another thing. Like, I think a lot of talentless music is based on a lot of real situations and not just fake like a a, a vague subject of just partying, like a lot of those old Al Green records, old Marvin Gaye records are based on real females and real situations. Oh, yeah. That, like I said, still go on. So like I said, we got Just Saying, Just Saying is going to be a song 50 years from now. People are still going to be dealing with people that are just like, okay, we're done. Like, I'm just saying We're like It's when, we, when you make that type of music That's you know That's relevant to the situations That's why I say it. I feel that like people can relate You'll, to never, you'll never truly die You'll always have relevancy yeah. Because those those situations That's why we don't mention MySpace and Instagram In our music Cause you know One time it's, Yeah like, that doesn't think, make it think, time Think, think yeah. about Think about all the
0: music and All these rap it, songs MySpace. That had MySpace Dog, So many pun- <laughs> So many rap punchlines From like 04 to 08 Are like And your mom's in my top it's
1: 8 In like, my MySpace Check
0: my mom space yeah the ad libbing yeah. on the song like oh this is old
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that was when I that, like back yeah. in that
0: era when I was hearing people doing that I was like oh yeah you should never mention the technology <laughs> yeah
2: that's why I feel like NERD like imagine
0: how many fucking songs I'm talking about oh yeah I-, I got her on the razor flip phone like what damn that's or videos great. with damn, the old, bro, iPod,
2: old should, iPod in it like, like okay yeah this is old <laughs> but no that's what I say. that's why I feel like NERD is like I said you have all these spawns of NERD where Odd Futures all of us are like stands like everybody Odd Future I can would consider of Pharrell stand like yeah. to some extent so and N.E.R.D. In Search Of is a very influential album on all of us and yeah. like a lot of people that do music that has nothing to do with In Search Of you go yeah. talk they're like yeah man like
0: yeah that was that album was very quietly influential okay so The Spliff we brought that up earlier yeah. like uh, Verbs is, who used to throw it is one of my close mm-hmm. friends and uh, I, I would like back in the day when that was going on, I'd be like, "Man, where do where do these people come from?" Because his shows would be so packed, mm-hmm. and I would oftentimes be one of the only like four white people there. You know, he'd be like, "He'd be like, bro, we just got like the cool black nerds on lock." And, you know, <laughs> it was like he was like it's the cool black West Side nerds, and that was the shit that you'd always hear in the parking lot. Was like nerd bumping, like people loved Dude, nerd. A, and
2: then I'll, that touched on nothing. Like growing up as a black person in a black community, like I said, is me going to a hood school. I N.E.R.D. spoke directly to me bro like I was at a I was a nerdy black kid that kind of like like that kind of had like the artistic view that came from like I'm gonna be honest like a school where they taught me a little bit more about like I came from a better school Yeah. so like I was outcasted as like the nerdy black kid that kind of people thought was trying to act white because I didn't talk crazy. And
1: I wasn't but I felt the same way because I also went to a private school. Just being
2: outcasted being outcasted because of for no real reason yeah. Yeah. you know I was outcast because I was bigger when I was younger not fat but just I was bigger than everybody else yeah. and you know it's jealousy if I'm 5'10 in 8th grade and everybody else is 5'6 yeah. you know 5'5 five, five, they're gonna look they're gonna, they gonna lose like, don't go hey, be mad
0: that I'm pulling sophomores yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah it's just so you know NERD really spoke to I feel like a lot of yeah. every kid outcast Tyler Outcasted. was an outcast you know what I'm saying yeah. like he he Speaking outcast as well is a huge influence, of course. But yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. Tyler was an outcast as far as just like how he is. We're outcasts, you know. A lot of people in our band are outcasts. From, but now it's cool. Now they're the cool kids. but right, Exactly. Originally, you're an the outcast. You shall
0: inherit the earth, except for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <ooh, laughs> bar. <laughs> Shout out, Meek Mill. <laughs> uh, but okay, here this, this brings me to like kind of my last topic about you guys and in in a shared theme that you guys have in your life seems to be, uh, and this term is so fucking played out, but cur- like you guys are like really up on shit and the fact that you're working with Vince so early is proof in that. Just the, the shit that the whole Odd Future Collective would be used to kind of like latch onto and tweet about or, or talk about seem to like kind of always – you guys were always early guessers. You know what I mean? Like whether it be – Waka or Gucci Man or whoever, like you guys Space are kind of Space Ghost Perp. Space Ghost Perp is a perfect <laughs> example. like <laughs> yeah I mean, dude, Speak was telling me about Space Ghost. Like he put
1: me on Space Ghost. I started playing mad him before early. every odd future and, show. And I'll tell you,
0: I never, I didn't get it. I was like, yo, this <laughs> shit is too young for me or something. I don't know, but but he was right. So you you guys are always like very oh uh little ugly man. I feel like maybe. oh hell yeah. You right? Even like yeah. Keish, like it, a lot yeah. of oh, yeah, a lot of people, man. You guys are mad early on shit where do you think that comes from just like a constant curiosity or something or what what like where do you guys find the shit that you're listening to i think
1: it's by chance i mean we're, we're genuine fans of these people it's not just like oh this is what y'all like okay i'll, I'll play it you know like i literally i really loved that space ghost perp song like i really right. like that song a lot like um
2: I'm just keep going. Really I think we have a good ear. Yeah, I think we yeah. have a good yeah, ear. I think I say, it's I, just I, our I genuine. Yeah, I think I would, we have a good ear for like genuine, like next level well, shit well
0: absolutely I agree with that that you guys have a good ear and I, and I would also say that like uh, it goes back to the point about comfortable in your skin whether you feel that way or not I feel like even being kind of that early on things and willing to say before it is a trendy thing that like yo I fuck with this oh like this that's being comfortable in your skin you I know? love McConan that oh, is right. another
2: one bro dude. dude I'm gonna tell you this bro <laughs>
0: Hey, <laughs> uh, uh, you want to hear my okay so speak it, that he put me out i love makona too i was in the studio actually i think with one of the dudes that was in your band was there recording him at warner or something and he goes yeah chris yeah yeah and i said oh i said who's next speak and he goes Psh, i love mconan and i'm like what play it for me and he starts playing <laughs> playing uh club going up before the drake remix yeah. came out and i went i don't know if i get it right <laughs> now <laughs> i was like it's i don't know it just sounds like some we- it sounds like future but nah, way bruh. weirder you he know bro nah, let me tell you so
1: older, so he had but, yeah. Some yeah. Older then on but then i went
0: home it was like my first time eating sushi though because i didn't like it but then i went right, but then right. like a week later i went man i really want to eat some of that again because i right. think maybe i liked it and then that's how <laughs> I was I, I like searched out maconan and i and then i got into like uh don't sell molly no more and i was like oh wait actually this fool is a genius and then yeah, the Drake remix yeah, came bruh. out. Yeah, bro. So yeah, like
2: early. Go. he like not. Nah, so he like McConan, is weird. How I've heard about i Like McConan. I'm from Atlanta. So McConan, like just in my friend circle. Like even father. Like father used to hang at my uh, my best friend's house. Like they yeah. all used to be
0: at her house. We have Fat on the show. He's cool. This yeah, shirt.
2: man. Like so McConan, Like I heard about McConan, He had like a hundred views on his videos, bro. And yeah. I remember Man in the Party, bro. That was like the band's I'm anthem. A man in the Party everybody. is the most lo-fi, <laughs> like terribly mixed McConan song then, of all time. But it just, but, like, it was just something about yeah. him. I was like, it's just something... I, I'm not going to... I don't want to sound so crazy. Like, I'm, I'm just going to sound crazy. But it's just something about certain energy and artists that I see. And I'm just like, yo. It's something about him that, like, he has it. Like, when my, when yeah. I saw McConan, I was like... I'm, I I not think McConan's going to be no no crazy. But I was like, he's going to be, like, matter because he has an interesting look. And he's just something about him that makes you want to know more. <laughs> like, right. when you see yeah. me, it's like... Like, it's, well, it, it, you would have seen it's intangibles these videos, you know I mean? he yeah. like had
1: his face covered on like everything and was just like walking around Vegas. but he had curly like, hair he yeah. was, like, was like a light skin curly hair you can tell light and he had like like the head like in the video yeah. the, 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 doll the doll heads head. yeah. that's old like right, he's right. been doing, been doing that, that for a long time and I don't know what that represents and that's that shit him, where, but. Yeah,
0: that's the, it's intangibles that you can grasp onto as a music lover and, and it's so hard trying to explain it to people who worry so much about technical. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you talk to some backpack rap kids, and they'll be like, "Oh fuck that!" Like da 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 da. He's talented. And it's like yeah, you just don't understand. No you don't understand the <laughs> energy. You. But feel that's, all, yeah. that's all.
2: But that's all about. That's all. You know. That's what backpack rap is. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta. I think. I will say. is I think you become a. You ascend the superstar status when you really accept yourself. I think most people don't accept themselves, so they gravitate towards artists that are super. Self-conf- I think self confidence yeah. is why people love cele- celebrities because they don't have that. And celebrities exude the ultimate. People see Rihanna and Beyonce, they're just like, oh my gosh, like, what could get to them? And that makes yeah. some women feel like empowered. So I feel like when you see people like McConaughey owning himself and like the curly haired goofy guy, yeah. then the, he owns it. It's just like, you have you yeah you joke at like what's this but it's just like yeah. man he really ride for himself like you, yeah. you respect it at the end of the day and I think ultimately everybody respects people that are really comfortable in their own skin because most people are not and I think that's really yeah. what it comes down yeah. to. I'll tell you what you should be a fucking motivational speaker, bro. <laughs> man, <laughs> you're, you're good at this. Here's the thing, bro. Like yeah. that's why I'm the like I'm like the big brother in the band. Bro. I can like, tell. I'm be, sure that
0: you give pep talks and you're, nah, you're bro, good at it. All my
2: the time. my keyboard player Jamil like he'll call me all the time just to like have like. So what do you think about this, man? I like, need to talk yeah. about. So yeah, <laughs> nah, just I, th- I understand, like man, like growing up, like especially where a lot of the guys in the band are, like you just need somebody older that you can like talk to, like about stuff that don't have no malice towards it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we still get into it. Like I get into it with my keyboard player all the time, but at the same time, he knows like. If somebody come and talk to him the crazy way, like I'm a hop on them crazy, right, like, right. you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's really yeah. like a brother that you ride for him. Yeah, like because we both grew up with, you know, all of us grew up with siblings, so yeah. it's like we understand that, like, hey man, but the next moment, like, you ready? You want to go get some food? Like you know what I'm saying? So it's right. that's how right. our band really works, and that's right. really why I feel like we'll be together for. Yeah. A good bit because you know, like even how we're planning on running our business, like we take a lot from Tyler. Tyler was very fair with how he ran Our Future. Right. And we more want, than fair. More actually. than fair. And we want to be more than fair with our band as well because it gives people more incentive. Like you'll never I guarantee you're probably never gonna hear nobody say nothing about Tyler. No matter what happens with people, Our Future, nobody's gonna come back saying Tyler did them wrong. Right. Yeah. Nobody right. that's why you never he heard did. it. Right. Throughout all the odd future, you'll never somebody say nothing bad about Tyler right. because no matter what you say about Tyler, his attitude, Tyler was fair to his homeboys and he right. looked out in a way that most artists would not look out. So you and, gotta respect it, and, and
0: that's a real thing. Where like, if you don't inherently have that, you, you have to learn that because if you're fair with people and you and you fucking split the money better than you even should, like people are always gonna want to do business with you. And they're always and, gonna. And Tyler
2: was smart. He Tyler knew he was gonna make more money. Period. Because right. he was smart. And right. I like I say I I spent two three years behind the scenes watching odd future and how tyler move how sid move how this all works so now that we're about to start running the internet you you know business similar we're yeah. trying to do our own thing you know we take a lot from you know the, the mistakes and the good things that happen with our yeah. future you know and a lot of the good things that tyler did you know really resonated with us and how we were running off. our band so right. you know
0: so well, that's great yeah man i gotta tell you i, I fucking i love you guys passion I thought this was a great conversation. I appreciate you guys taking the time to do it. Uh, hey, it's nothing. What is happening next? You guys are going on tour for like a long time. Tour, right? yes. man. We're gonna be on the road for like the next year. So here's the thing: half, at the time that, by the time we put this out, you guys will be just about ready to leave. So like, where are you guys starting at?
1: We're starting here actually, yeah. kind of uh, September 8th. We're Big show in the LA. L yeah, the L first LA show. Yeah. You got to
0: g- give me the guest list. Nah, you I know. Know. I'm going to snap. Let me get it on the side. <laughs> no.
1: And then we're doing Atlanta on the 12th, the One Music Fest. Awesome. And then and that's when our tour. Starts. Yep. And so then you guys,
0: you guys go straight to the UK?
1: Um, UK we UK is come November. Back. Yeah, November. Oh, so okay. our last show on the US tour is November 5th. Yeah. And then we'll. Do the carnival, which will be in like the middle of November, and yeah. then we'll do the UK after that.
0: That'll be rad. um So uh, the whole country, are you going nationwide? Yep, yep. Yes. biggest tour we've been on, man. So whatever, super important whatever tour. Whatever the closest major city that you are in and listening to the show, everywhere, man. You will be able to catch Sid and Matt and the Internet performing from the new record Ego Death, which is great. If you got, if you guys haven't heard it, go listen to it. Yeah. Um, where can they find you uh-huh. online? Because uh, the internet... Google act- the internet. If you actually Google the internet... Yeah. Is, it, is the SEO strong after where you guys pop up? Yeah. Yep, we're the first two really? that pop That's up. That's what we tell people everything. now.
1: Just Google us.
0: And it's been proven in
2: person. Like, it's funny. We did... You it, sons uh, of bitches. Of the, That's of the, so funny. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, one of the radio dudes did it. Because, like, we said it and he was like... Oh, yo, let me look. And I was like, yo, is it? And I was thinking yeah.
1: like, dang. like, It was, he was like,
2: Yeah, I was like, dang, is it? But, he um, might he it was like, yeah. Like, was we under. might be
1: real embarrassed. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I was dead not, ass. I was
2: dead ass scared. Like, uh,
1: but what it's ironic because we can't get the internet Twitter name. Yeah, We're like are no, the
2: Twitter. You nah, know what it
0: is? The Twitter is at internet right? internet yes. Oh, I, spell it: I N T A N E T Z. Yeah. So we tried to get the internet
2: name, but the dude. But the dude's not. The dude seems like a very arrogant asshole who's probably just loves because he responds to everybody like, "Hey, it's the internet. Have a nice day." So it looks like he gets kicked off of having the internet little name. And he
1: actually tweeted us and said that our album was fire. We're the only people he
2: follows. He follows. Bro, One
1: person it's
2: us. <laughs> and we DM'd bro. He he ignored us. I
1: DM'd us. him like, what do we have to do to trade like names? Yeah. So he, he has it. not said oh, anything.
0: That son of a. He's so a I'm
1: kind of salty. That's he's probably,
0: so, he's probably some nerd at we're home. We're working like, on <laughs> some.
1: We're working on some trade. Yeah, I'll tell you.
0: Whenever you guys first announced <laughs> the first record, I went. The internet, I said, Damn, the <laughs> SEO game is gonna be real hard on that yeah. shit. Dude, I'm a, it like was for Her mom Her yeah. mom
2: dude, her mom used to get on me all the time like, So why? Like yeah. you guys' name is gonna be a problem. But one thing I realized, man, like if we stopped, yes. Then it was like, whatever. Yeah. But if we keep going, like, the internet will be synonymous right. with us, bro. Like, this, right. be well, real. You real own man. It?
0: My my rap name is Intuition, and that's not a, and it's spelled the normal way, and that's not a very fucking SEO friendly name yeah. either. <laughs> but I, I remember, uh, particularly after like Jewel put out that song called Intuition, uh-huh. which was a terrible look for me. But <laughs> I remember the day I was like, oh, hey, it's starting to work was like the day that I YouTubed Intuition and my video popped up before Jewel, and I was like, we
1: made it! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said mama we yeah you it, that's yeah. How it feels.
2: You keep pushing for it man Like that that's really what Because like, uh. when we first came out We were not We did not come up nowhere yeah. Towards nowhere. nowhere That's so funny that's So, so funny. yeah man I'm, I'm very grateful
0: we can But yeah the new record Ego through. death Just dropped in ego what day. July right Yeah It's it's great Uh Yeah Thank most definitely <laughs> Yeah man Videos What videos did you guys Put out for it Girlfriend Girl Girl, Girl. That's right And, and then... we working on Another video right now All right, So Fantastic Yeah so you can find them on Twitter at internets with a Z at the end, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wwwinternet dot internet dash dot com. Bang bang. Find them in your nearest city uh all throughout September, October, and November, and then in the UK in November. And yeah. uh yeah thank you guys for coming in that was dope my name is Lee some of you guys might know me as Intuition you can follow me on Twitter at It's Intuition follow my man Ben Shim behind the boards making the shit sound buttery at I am database base with two S's youtube.com slash kinda neat where hopefully we're gonna see a performance from you guys but there's gonna be some crazy scheduling shit because I leave for Alaska tomorrow we'll figure it out when I get back we're gonna do it and it's gonna be amazing and I'm really excited about that video definitely Um, so yeah youtube.com slash kinda neat be sure to subscribe to that. Um, just broke 40,000 subscribers. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and following along with Five. that. Uh, what else? Uh, go to the, your phone. Go to the app store, download the podcast app, search for Kinda Neat, and subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and tell us who you want to see on the show. Uh, and facebook.com slash Kinda Neat. And other than that, I think that's I think that's it. Woo. That is all what's the, up, Mom? That's all the internet <laughs> stuff. We're here with the internet. That was Sid and Matt. I'm Lee. And this is yeah. officially Kinda Neat.
2: Pretty hey, awesome. what's up, Zaxby? <laughs> <laughs> So tight man, Get you guys are fucking you guys are talking.